Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 131, recorded live on Friday, December 11, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who is most likely wrapped up in a cocoon of blankets, Dave Pillay. It's actually a bathrobe. The man who is needing to go back to school, Andy Lowe. Hi. And our guest this week, we go back to the future to chat with Cuzza. Hello, hello. Yeah, in like 20 minutes, it'll be tomorrow there. It's already uh, tomorrow actually, there, It is Davey. already tomorrow. It is, it is already tomorrow. A.M. It, that's, that's why I said the Back to the Future bit, because it's already 12, 12, 37 over there right now. So Oh, so and, they're 13 hours off now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and unlike Dave, I am actually, I am nowhere near a blanket or bathrobe. I am sitting out in the backyard of my friend Ian and Lexi's house in a pair of shorts and a Seattle Sounders soccer jersey. Yeah, this is interesting. The predicted high for Saturday over in Perth, Australia, 100 mm-hmm. degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. The predicted high for where I am currently at is... 22 degrees Fahrenheit. Is that even near my current, which is probably the low of Perth? The, the low of Perth will be 19 degrees in about an hour. So well, if you ignore the, the C and the F after them, yes, it's very close. <laughs> it's going to be a low of 66 there, cuz of... <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. On Wednesday, Best. you're going you're gonna to get down to 50 degrees. Oh, not 50 oh, degrees. It's, it's a horror. <laughs> yeah. There's some times where snow is really nice and there's other times where I just hate snow. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm on one of those I hate snow times. Want to know a weird thing? Never seen snow. What? Yep. You go to um, PAX East, that'll change. <laughs> I wish I could. Unfortunately, yesterday I did become one of the fun employed due to my employer deciding, hey, we just lost a contract, so we're going to get rid of all the probationary employees. So anyone who was hired within the last three months, Ouch. I was one of those people. So yeah, that it's basically, it's a financial tactic where they get if they get rid of the probationary people, they only have to pay them out a week. Whereas if they get rid of permanent employees, they have to pay them a redundancy package, which can be up to, which can be in the thousands of dollars. So get rid of the lower wage workers. Or not even the lower wage, it's just the people, like oh, they don't have to pay me out a week. Person who's been there like three years, they'd have to pay out, say, about three weeks for every year. So nine weeks of it, of salary. Oh, geez. Severance pay. Okay. Severance pay. Yeah, they don't have to pay me severance pay. Because he's so new there. Yeah, I gotcha. That sucks. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, the IT industry in Perth has a lot of job openings at the moment. I mean, considering they just lost a contract, there's another employer who's looking for people to work on that con- particular contract. So I'll see how I go. Cool. Well, Kaza, welcome to the group then. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, I have a job interview today. <laughs> I, I've applied for a couple positions, but my phone is currently locked in an elementary school, I think. How is it locked inside an elementary school? Well, I substitute teach on the to ah. help pay the bills, mm-hmm. and I was substitute teaching at a third uh, grade classroom on Tuesday, and one of the kids noticed my phone and wanted to start playing with it, so I took it off and set it over by my stuff in the corner, and I think I forgot to pick it up again when I left. Oh, that's you're, not good. You're going to be lucky if one of the kids didn't pick it up. Well, I know I had it after all the kids left. 
but I don't have you tried it, ringing it? Yes. At this point, the battery would be very, very dead. Well, not really, since it's a BlackBerry and I don't use the data plan on it. Yeah, but Andy, you're looking at like 72 hours already. Yeah, so? Your phone lasts 72 hours? Yeah, have you have you tried keeping taking your phone and turning off all Wi-Fi and data plan no, stuff? No, I, I haven't. Try doing it sometime and see how long your battery lasts. It, it can last. I, it's going to be basically a week before I can get back in the school building because my, the school keeps on getting canceled because of snow. My iPhone only lasts a day at most because I use so much data on it. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I don't charge it, if I go out straight after work, my phone will be dead by 10 p.m. because yeah, of the amount of... Twitter, I do want, push I think applications, it's like eight hours. instant messenger. I use everything on my iPhone. I, I use my BlackBerry to call people. Mm. You were using the, it on on the CCST for updating um, Google Latitude. Yeah, I, I did get the data plan for one week during PAX to update Google Latitude, check my email, and um, Twitter updates because the year before, I blew all, I think, 400 of my monthly text messages at PAX last year. I, I bought a 1,000 text message package from AT&T prepaid just the week before PAX, before I went on the CCST, and I think I went through 600 of them. So when I was sitting at the airport on my, on my way home, I was sitting at San Francisco airport, about to board my plane to Singapore, and I pretty much put out a Twitter message, here's my number, SMS me, because I've got about 400 messages to burn through. (laughs) Anyone, and I just put it on Twitter for everyone to see, go ahead, do whatever you want. And I just had like a bunch of people just in SMSing me saying, don't go home, we'll miss you. Yeah. He has to go home at some point. (laughs) Yeah, Not if he makes his home over here. In the snow. could become an illegal alien. I think the only way I'll actually be able to get into America is if I become an illegal alien. (laughs) (laughs) Evidently, it's not entirely all that difficult to do. Yeah, from if you believe TV and movies, yeah, it's dead easy to become an illegal alien. Right. All you got to do is just fly into Vancouver, drive a little bit into Canada, and then just head south. Granted, mm. you'll be heading south into, like, Montana, so there's not really anything there, but Ugh. you could loop around again back to Seattle. So I think there's a lot of people there who have no problem harboring an illegal alien if it's you. Me, me and Montana, we we have a history. <laughs> because, And I blame Mo. Mo is to blame for me and Montana having a history. I was going to say, you really don't have a history. You've been in Montana once. Andy, do I have to say the words? I was the there as well. That, yes, you were. Mo put those on a shirt. Or from the internet? Yep. Yes. Johnny Nero now has a shirt with those words on it. Nice. It's a good little phrase. I mean, I mean, Mo also got Johnny for as his secret Santa gift a card that says "Happy Merry Christmas, you jerk." Nice. I don't. I think Mo kind of blew exactly the the whole secret Santa thing when it came to Johnny. He just like, yeah, he's gonna know who it's from. Well, well, he's definitely gonna know if uh, he doesn't get it before this comes this out on Monday. Goes off. No, no, he knows. Johnny okay. does know. Oh, There's okay. a picture of Mo on the front of the Christmas card. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not so secret. Yeah, exactly. Is this is this the the non-shaving was, Mo? Uh, no, it was cartoon Mo. Oh, but the shirt was originally meant to have my face on it, and I managed to talk Mo down into just putting the something awful awesome logo on it. You know, the awesome smiley. Yeah, yeah. He put that on it instead, <laughs> but he was going to put my face on it, and I'm like, I don't think I really want Johnny to be wearing a shirt with my face on it. That's a little uncomfortable. Uh, I would have no problem wearing a shirt with your face on. It. I don't have no That's problem. That's a little disturbing there. <laughs> 
Well, Dave, do you want me to get a shirt with your face on it? Didn't we cover putting our faces on things last episode? Oh, you're right. Oh, God, what did you guys talk about? You'll have to listen. I, I will. I'm actually catching up on podcasts now. I'm actually in the current month. Oh, damn. I'm not that far yet. <laughs> I gave up on most of my podcasts. Dave, just an hour a day and you can uh, you can catch up pretty quickly. Mm, just to be warned, um, my good friend Ian, I brought around a couple of cans of Red Alert, uh, Code Red Mountain Dew imported from America. So it's actually proper American Mountain Dew. We don't get it here. So it's like the Mountain Dew you get in Australia is not caffeinated. What? Exactly. That's the point of Mountain Dew. <laughs> over here, over here is just lemon drink. It's, it's like lemon-flavored soda. It's still quite nice. But that's like, that's the point. I'm drinking Mountain Dew Voltage right now because it's mm. Mountain Dew and has how much caffeine in it? A lot. 91 milligrams per 20 ounce. Um, but yeah, there's a store in Perth which imports drinks. They imported a bunch of Code Red and the Blue Blast. Is it? I think it's Voltage over here. Well, is it the blue that's the World of Warcraft blue or is yes. it the other? Oh, is that it's the World complete, of Warcraft blue. Yeah, that's uh, the Berry Blast or something like that. Yeah, Berry Blast. But we've decided to mix it with Jack Daniels tonight. <laughs> so I'm currently drinking Code Red Mountain Dew with Jack Daniels. How's it taste? It, sm- it smells like something is going to rape you in the back alley, but tastes really nice. Well, it's quite amazing. Smell is only, you know, like, what, oh God, half of your taste? Mm. Uh, Ian wants to let you know what he usually put Jacks in. I start off with Coke, but I end up with Red Bull. Yeah, so standard drink around here, Jack Daniels and Red Bull. Hmm. We're a classy bunch over here. I never actually tried it with Red Bull. I wouldn't want to. I'm not a fan of Red Bull. I'd rather just drink my Jack. It takes the sting out of the Jacks and the Jacks sting out of the Red Bull. Yeah. That's part so, of the fun with Jack is that little bit of a bite. Mm. I've, I've actually been into, was it, um, Effen Vodka, do a black cherry f- and vanilla flavor. Having that with Coke tastes just like cherry Coke, but with a little hint of vanilla, so it takes the edge off the vodka. So you remember, remember that stuff we were drinking at PAX 08? No. No. The, the cherry schnapps with yes. Pepsi tastes just like cherry Pepsi? Yes. Andy wasn't in the room. Yes, he was. He stopped in, but I think he was exhausted and went back to, to our room. No, this is when we were recording the epic Oh, it was, wasn't it? Episode. And Andy okay. was the one who said, this is a very bad idea. We should not drink this. Yeah. Because it tastes just... I was it drinking like Dr. Normal. Pepper all that night. No, you I weren't. Think, yes, I, I was. I think Johnny gave, you, Johnny gave you a taste and you said, that is a very bad idea because we'll end up drunk off our asses. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, this, I mean, this, this is what it's like. It's like drinking just cherry Coke straight and you don't even realize that there's vodka in it. You see, now that's always a bad idea because if you can't tell that you're getting liquored up. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the entire point behind the uh, Long Island iced tea. <laughs> it, it tastes no, like... No, the point behind the Long Island iced tea is that it just tastes damn good. Yeah, it tastes damn good. It doesn't taste like alcohol, but it's got five shots of alcohol in it and it's going to get you drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh. I haven't had one in a while. Did I, did I tell you about the Enforcer after party where me and Macca double-fisted, was it one hand was a AMF and the other hand was a Tokyo iced tea? Oh, goodness. Each of them having five shots of alcohol in them. One being a blue Curaco base, one being, being a Midori base. We, as soon as we got those drinks, we, we got back to our table and we were told, you have to leave now. And we were like, can we finish our drinks first? Yeah, sure, as long as you finish them on the way to the door. <laughs> being Australian... Me and Macca finished ours before we got to the door. God. 
So in around about 45 seconds, we downed two drinks, two cocktails, each with five shots in them. Aklon what is was the amount my... of liver disease in Australia? That's my question. <laughs> I don't want to know. How um, Aklon was actually rubbing my belly, trying to make sure that the second one went down. <laughs> wow. I was just going to say that um, Australians are actually banned from Oktoberfest drinking competitions because we're too good. I don't know. I would have said the fin. The Finnish, the Finnish, although they're not good with beer, they're only good with spirits. We're banned. Oh, we're banned. Okay. <laughs> I can't speak for the Finnish, but we are banned. Mm. Oh, welcome to Random Access Podcast. We'll spread holiday cheer in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Yay, liquor. Yeah, Speaking of holiday cheer, yeah. happy Hanukkah. Oh, is it yeah. Hanukkah already? Uh, in it? Australia, it is. Oh. Rock band we're advertising. Oh, harmonics are advertising there's Hanukkah today on yeah. in rock band on the main menu. Cool. So can you so, get, um, what's that Adam Riddle? Sandler Hanukkah song? The Hanukkah no. song. Is it really called the Hanukkah song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's an awful, I, awful I still song. prefer the Futurama joke um, where, was it, Quanzabot, voiced by Snoop Dogg, was going around giving out books called What the Hell is Kwanzaa? Did you see you can buy? holiday items now in uh, the Xbox avatar store. I did not, but I'm not at all surprised. Yeah, I am now wearing a Santa hat. (laughs) I got a monkey. You bought one of the pets? Yeah, last year they, or last week, they released pets. And I was like, oh my God, the monkey. And I love monkeys because I'm born in 1980, year of the monkey. And no, you weren't born in year of the monkey. Go, shut up. Yes. Ian was just pointing because we were born in the same year, but he was born before Chinese New Year. So he is not Uh year of the month. I think I'm like year of the rat or something like that. Mm. My brother's year of the rat. 1982? Oh, no, 84. What what the hell am I? July of 84? Uh, 1984, Chinese year. Chinese zodiac. Here we go. Come on. Wikipedia. Uh, 1984, mice. Mice. <laughs> I got that. Is, is I think... someone in the back there chuckling at Andy being mouse? That would be Ian. The lab mouse. His nickname is Lab Mouse. Ah. Oh, okay. So, so that is okay, the mice talking. is rat. Basically, they just call it mice. Okay. And then what's one, 1982? But... I thought my brother was a rat because I always used to call him a rat. <laughs> mm, <laughs> uh, nope. Bull. No, he can't dog. be a bull. No, dog. His dog? His year of the yeah. dog? I call my 1982 sister, is dog. I call ah. my sister a bulldog because she's a Taurus year of the dog. Ah. See, now I get I get such crap on these other like Zodiac calendars because I'm year of the rat in the Chinese Zodiac. In the, mm-hmm. the I'm, I'm a cancer whose symbol is a crab. So you're a crab rat? Basically, yeah. I mean, but I'm cancer for goodness sakes. That is such a bad, like, name to be. Oh, Gemini, Sagittarius. Andy. Taurus. Andy. Dave. I'm in September. Yes. Early September. Yes. You want to go look that up? What is that? Virgo. (laughs) Okay, so that's a little bit. Mm. See, you don't get to bitch about cancer. (laughs) I've got a kind of cool one because I'm May 20, which is a Taurus. And 1980, which is Year of the Monkey. I was I was discussing with a couple of the enforcers about tattoos because I was going to get a Pax tattoo. I was advised against it 
And I was like, well, I mean, PAX is such a life-changing thing for me. That is what I wanted. And I said, the only other things that would really qualify for me for tattoos, which are life constants, is my birth and my death. Unfortunately, I can't have a tattoo about my death. um, But my birth, I could have the uh, signs. So the only tattoo I could really think of getting would be a monkey riding a bull. (laughs) I like that idea. I think that would be very good for you. I, I could see it. I could definitely yeah, see it. I, I could have him like holding onto one of the horns and directing the bull with another finger, mm-hmm. just going, charge! And the bull having flames coming out of its nose, that, that would be kind of badass. Yeah. But I'd probably not get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should probably hit topics. Hit topics, yes, please. Okay, it seems normally when you used to be on Google and you wanted to look up a word, like if you ever did like just a single word search, it would say, oh, you could look for the definition of the word in the upper right-hand corner of your Google search. Mm-hmm. That used to go lead to dictionary.com. Now there Which is, is a, a Google dictionary. Uh-oh. Google.com slash dictionary. It's got the English and a bunch of different languages. Well, there goes... Well, uh, different languages? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it, well, it's, they they it's, do it's, translation. Yeah. What the hell is Gujarati? What? Yeah, it's right below Gujarati. It's just Greek. above Hebrew. It's above Hebrew. I have no idea. Gujar- Gujarati. But they have a Gujarati to English translation. They do not have an English to Gujarati. Oh, I guess they do. Because it's, it's a oh, double. it's either way. Yeah. Gujarati well, is an Indo-Aryan language and part of the greater Indo-European language family. Oh, that's... um. What's it called? Thai. Oh, okay. I, I've reckon, I recognize those symbols. That's Thai. It's native to the Indian state of Gujarat. Unless huh. it's India. But seriously, those, those look like Thai. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not Thai because Thai is at the bottom of the list. Oh, Thai is at the bottom, yeah. It's uh, Western India, like very Western edge. I'm, I'm finding out right now exactly how to spell fornicate in Thai. <laughs> of all the words to look up... <laughs> Maybe he's taking a trip to Bangkok. <laughs> no, if I was taking a trip to Bangkok, I'd be looking up Ladyboy or <laughs> Ping Pong. Wow, this is I'm I'm impressed at this list. Yeah, they've got a really they've got a severe dictionary on here. That's wow. Even Canada. Uh, I don't want to call it Canada because it's spelled with a K and two N's. Okay, maybe it's, maybe it's uh, maybe it's um, what's it called um, the Akira Dictionary. So it's Japanese anime. Oh, it's another Indian language. Jeezo Pete, how many languages are there in India? Hindi. It's one of the official languages of India. The languages with Bengali. official status in India. They've even got a Tamil um, uh, dictionary. A bit of trivia: there's no dictionary translation found for the word fornicate in Tamil. Oh my gosh, there are one. So, certainly two, not a three, complete four. dictionary or complete translation. There, there no, seem but, to be some missing words. But, but Google, basic dictionary.com, I think, said they got a quarter of their site traffic from Google just from getting, just from clicking that little definitions button. Yeah. Mm. And now it's gone because Google has it basically going I back to I can't imagine own. this is going to be very helpful for dictionary.com. No, this would probably not be very helpful for Well, them. they seem to be they seem to still be using uh dictionary like using web definitions. They're still using was it Princeton's web dictionary and Wikipedia. 
So it, it looks like they're still using a lot of the definition engines, but it's just not using de- dictionary.com. Has Google acquired dictionary.com or something? No, they, that just, I'm aware they of. just cut them out. They just put in their own little dictionary thing. Oh, clearly they pissed someone off at Google. <laughs> oh, man. Just think so, about that. Like a quarter of your site traffic gone just like that because yeah, it's somebody like, at we, Google decided to change one thing. Do we have any guesses as to how long dictionary.com will, will still be there? Oh, dictionary.com will always be there. There's, there's no, I mean, that's thing. Most people's fire. I mean, Firefox comes with. If you type D space and a word, it'll go to dictionary.com and look it up. Really? Yeah, that, that's one of the default. Um, uh, what's it called uh, shortcuts. The only time that breaks is if you install the delicious add-on, um, because that breaks the a lot of the sh- search shortcuts. Um, or somehow my open DNS guide showed up. When yeah, I, I, I typed in uh, D and a word, and it, it took me to Google. Yeah, not the Google Dictionary, just they, to Google. They might have they might have changed it because that uh, I think it was like Google uh, Firefox three. Or even Firefox two was always always had the like uh, D or uh, yeah D for dictionary T for thesaurus and G for Google. So if you typed in T and a word, and it would take you th- to thesaurus dot com. Hmm. So yeah, they might have removed that request. I don't know. I'm just happy I've got OpenDNS working on my computer now. Mm. I feel a little bit more into the internet now. Really. Yeah. Does it make that much of a difference to you? Not really. Okay. Not that I've been able to notice, but... Real-time searching. Yes. Was released this morning. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Uh, Google, when you when you search Google. Yes, uh, it's not using the spiders anymore. It's actual real-time. Well, no, for, for like Twitter and Facebook, it does real-time updating. So I can tweet about something and then Google search on it straight away. You can Google search and then tweet on something and it'll show up. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I can't get it to work I have, on mine. <laughs> I have absolutely no comment on that. <laughs> yeah, real-time searching. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's that will help with Google staying that up to date with everything. Yeah, I mean, that... That pretty much just decimates every other search engine because they don't need to be an uh, engine anymore. They just find things. Oh, latest results from healthcare. Jeez, oh, wow. Why did it suddenly do that? I just searched for healthcare, and there's literally a scroll box underneath that is showing all the Twitter updates from, like, three minutes ago. Yeah, that is the, the real-time searching. Is- latest results for... All right, let's try a trending topic. Okay. What is one of the trending topics on Twitter right now? I, I've actually discovered recently that the trending topics are a hive of scum and villainy. Christmas, Tiger are, Woods, Santa. Okay, so if I uh, if, Google Tiger Woods, yes, it would help if I spelled Tiger Woods' name correctly. It it would at that. By not saying, by not putting in two O's. Um, so where is this real time? It's like four things down. Just wait and there'll be a scroll bar. Oh, wow. There's, yeah, latest results for Tiger Woods. And I can pause it if I want. There's Twitter.com updates (laughs) with a scroll bar. 2010 PGA Tour, Tiger Woods will reveal his new handicap, blondes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Is this Tiger Woods? Looks like Obama. Perhaps he's just looking to see if his shoes are tired. 
What the hell? Oh, and the, oh, it doesn't just do Twitter. I mean, Twitter, it does Twitter as like comments. So that they're in like a speech bubble, but it also has all of the news updates as well. So a news update was just posted on ask, askmen.com saying, did Tiger hire prostitutes? Celebrity news. The insider.com just updated as well seconds ago. Me too. I just saw that. This is so weird. You guys are such geeks. <laughs> but it, it's, I don't like do real time. Do either of you see any actual use for this? No. Real time scares me. Well, um, Ian, like, however, the, like the whole thing right. like with Michael Jackson, remember how Google thought that Michael Jackson was like a DDoS attack against their system? Because yeah. people were Googling Michael Jackson, but they weren't really finding anything because the Google mm-hmm. bots hasn't updated it. This stuff for current craziness that well, everybody wants that's to the know funny about. Thing. Whenever something happens to a celebrity or someone of importance, I'll just Google them and look for the latest news updates. Yeah, that's what I do as well. I just Google So I, I just go to Google, type in the word, and then click on the news link, and it will find me all of the news items. So to me, this is just replacing news on Google because, I mean, search results find you facts on the internet, hopefully. I mean, nine times out of ten, it finds you things on the internet, which are pretty far removed from things we know as fact. Um, But, I mean, you look on the news thing and then you find all these news updates. And this just replaces that to me. I mean, oh, my God, there's there's another update. What the hell? (laughs) Seconds ago. Yeeks. There's, there was actually um, on Lifehacker, I'm not sure if I can find it again, but there was actually an image of uh, the amount of um, data that's sent over the internet, like in emails and Flickr posts and blogger posts and stuff like that. And I think um, there are like 4 million tweets every day on the internet. There are like, I think 10 million emails sent every day on the internet, which is actually more than the number of actual letters sent by the U.S. Postal Service. No, there, over there a are a lot more than 10 million emails. I mean, are they counting spam? I'm not sure. I don't like. Because... I don't remember this off the top of my head, but I remember there was enough blogger posts every day on the internet that would be able to fill up the New York Times for 19 years. Because mm. um, I was talking to the head of one of the internet service providers in Australia, like the fourth largest internet service provider in Australia, Ironet, and they were saying they got 90 million emails per day coming through their system that were not spam. Oh. Only 10% of their emails were counted as not spam. So they had 900 million emails per day coming through That's their system. That's a lot of email. Yeah, and only 90 of 90 mil were actual emails that were not counted as spam. Huh. And and they consider that to be a very high number of uh, spam to non-spam ratio. Oh, wait, here we go. For what it's worth, uh, let me double check to see. Oh, oh, sorry, 210 billion emails are sent out daily. That sounds a bit better. Three million f- images uploaded to Flickr every day. Oh, Jesus. 43,393,547 gigabytes are sent across mobile phones globally every day. That's not bad. It's a pity AT&T is going to want to try and, you know, cut that down a bit. <laughs> oh, God. This is, this is the worst story ever I saw. Well, I, I'm just amused that this is coming at the end of the AT&T we're so much better than Verizon ads. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, to be honest, AT&T aren't that bad. I mean, sure, they kind of rape the shit out of um, their um, customers, particularly their prepaid customers, who they put on a separate network. Like, I was standing next to Johnny Nero. We've both got the exact same phone. We've both got... We were both on AT&T. He had full coverage. I had none. They put their prepaid customers on a separate physical network. That's weird. Yeah, it was kind of strange. Like, I didn't have access to half of... Like, even a quarter of the um, cell phone towers in the US that a a standard user does. Hmm. Which is so kind of wide. Yeah, sorry. The, the story that Andy and, and Kaza are talking about for you know, the listeners, uh, AT&T has announced that they're considering incentives in three, uh, three cities, New York, Chicago, and I think it was LA, uh, San Francisco. There we are, New York and San Francisco. And they're, they're trying to get people to use less data. <laughs> they, they say that um, they're... The, well, San Francisco kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they are saying that they, they're struggling to keep up with the demand for wireless data usage. So instead of trying to increase their um, infrastructure more, they are actually trying to suggest people need to use less data to try and keep up with demand. That kind of makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> the, the head of AT&T's wireless division says that 3% of smartphone users are consuming 40% of the network capacity. You know what that says to me? What? 97% aren't doing their job. Exactly. Um, or it's those those small percentage of users who have jailbroken their iPhones, enabled tethering, and are just sitting there leeching off their phones. Yeah. Because to be honest, the I mean, the iPhone 3GS has a decent data rate. I mean, you can get three and a half megabit, which can technically mean you can watch HD movies. Um, so why why would you have a broadband line when you can have three and a half megabit on uh, HD, uh, HSDPA? Wait a minute. Megabit or megabyte? Megabit. Are you sure you can watch HDs on a, a three megabit? Um, you should be able to at least get 720p. Because uh, Net- Netflix streaming, uh, the 1080p Netflix streaming requires three and a half to four megabit. Mm. Okay. Speaking of the iPhones, the iPhone users on average consume five to seven times more data per month than the average wireless subscriber. Really? Gee, I wonder why. Because <laughs> of all those apps and videos and music. 100,000 apps, something like that. I mean, especially these days, because of ever since Apple brought in push functionality, I'm I'm using more data than anything because I've got Gmail pushing to my phone, I've got Twitter pushing to my phone, IRC pushing to my phone, instant messaging pushing to my phone. I've just got a constant stream of data coming straight towards me. I mean, when when you guys were um, messaging me to say, "Are you ready to do the show?" I was getting messages. Like, as if they're SMSs being pushed to my phone saying, hey, are you ready? I'm like, okay, cool. I, I didn't need to be on instant messenger. Hmm. I, I use my phone for making calls and haven't noticed that it's been gone for 48 hours. Whenever my iPhone breaks, I feel a little piece of me die <laughs> because there's no... I, I I've got that instantaneous connection to the internet, to everything around me. Um, people can just say my name on IRC and I will get a message saying, hey, so-and-so wants your attention. Hmm. Like if you type Kaza on uh, the PAX forums, right, or the PA forums underscore PAX channel right now, I'll get a message saying uh, QS23 or Lord Thunder said your name. 
It's a nice feature. As Andy goes and pushes something to your iPhone. I, I love the fact that Andy has that ancient old IBM keyboard, which we can all hear oh, clearly on Skype. Oh, I love it. Uh, aren't they a keyboard you can no longer get and was it was specially sourced by your wife? Yep. She got me three of them. <laughs> so that when one breaks, you can move on to the next. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, I think it's even the, in, in the CCST video, uh, the video of us trying to work out how to put your keyboard in the boot of Mentok's car without hurting it. And one of us saying, it's an ancient IBM keyboard, you can't hurt them. <laughs> <sighs> you can, I'm going to be like sad when it, these get destroyed, but then there's also just DOS keyboard. Because that one's basically built the same way. I'm going to laugh when the ports for the keyboard evolve to the point where you can no longer use the Model M, or you will have a dongle chain like two feet long. At one of the workplaces I was at, they actually had a uh, this specialized Japanese keyboard, which was the standard AT keyboard uh, plug, which we then went to PS2, had an extension cable, then went to US, from PS2 to USB. So you had AT to PS2, PS2 extension cable, then the converter to USB. So you had four dongles sitting on this goddamn keyboard just to make yep. it work on a current m- machine. Yep. I actually have the dongles set up at my keyboard at my parents' house with the uh, PS2 or the AT to PS2 to USB dongles. God. (sighs) (sighs) But yeah, whenever the PS2 finally kicks the bucket, I'll just save up for a DOS keyboard because it's exactly the uh, it's the same mechanical switch. I'd kind of like to uh, save up for the what was it, the Optimus. Maximus. Oh, the one with the OLEDs in the keys? Yeah, every key is a programmable screen. I just like the DOS keyboard because all the, the keys are backlit, so you can actually shut them off. So you, it just looks like a blank keyboard without any letters on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, then you go into a game, and then it just pops up like uh, all of the icons of the weapons on the uh, 1 to 0 keys. Uh, as if it's instead of having one to zero, it actually has the weapon specification on the keys. Yep, that is complete customization. Something where I could go, oh, okay, so this is how. What's the the keyboard shortcut for this and the keyboard shortcut for that? Well, the thing is, if they if they had like even better customization, where like you have like a lot of games these days having console controls, where you switch through the uh, weapons. Having the switching weapons buttons uh, like change icon as you switch through the weapons, so like it'll show the next weapon in that chain. So say you switch from like pistol to shotgun, and then the next thing in the chain is like a machine gun. It'll show a machine gun icon on the next weapon uh, button. Um, I have heard of that being uh, scripted into those Optimus keyboards. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, as I said, they're, I, I, I utterly, like they're an utterly revolutionary peripheral, but A, way too overpriced, and B, way too undersupported. Yeah, very much, yeah. But it's still so damn cool. Speaking mm. of iPhone and games, somehow Sims 3 is the number one game on the App Store. 
I don't know how you can fit Sims 3 onto I, your iPhone, but... Sims I refuse to acknowledge The Sims as the top iPhone game. The Sims should be the top game in any category. <laughs> Apple has released their list of the top games of 2009, and Australian developer Firemint, with their game Flight Control, is the top. From what I've seen... Flight Control is the number one game of all, of 2009. Well, over here, in the top ten. Bias in that one there. Sims 3 from EA, Oregon Trail from Gameloft, Need for Speed Undercover from EA, Madden NFL 10 from EA, Tiger Woods PGA Tour from EA, Assassin's Creed Altiers Chronicles from Gameloft, Flight Control from Firemint, Cookie Mama from Tato, Civilization Tato. Revolution from 2K, and Wheel of Fortune from Sony Pictures. So who's got the biggest budget for mobile devices? EA. <laughs> e- EA has actually been going hardcore with their um w- with their um uh iPhone division. They they bought it didn't they buy up like two or three iPhone developers? I think so. Um and they've actually got a separate division just for the iPhone. For um oh. just for the iPhone. Um like or for basically their what they call indie games. It's I'm on iTunes right now. I'm looking at the top apps, top sellers for games. It is Sims 3 International. Mm-hmm. Flight Control does come in at number three, though, instead. Oh, well, I've got number on seven on my app. list. But. This is on the iTunes Rewind storefront. Sims 3, Neve Speed Underground, Flight Control, Worms, Real Racing, also by Firemint. Sonic, Assassin's Creed, Tiger Woods, uh, 2XL Supercross... And FIFA 10. So that's from, directly from um, the iTunes store. Hmm. Although, oddly enough, at number, was it, 13? Cooking Mama. I'm, I'm kind of surprised about that. Oh, at number 15, Secret of Monkey Island. Ooh. The, uh, the updated version for the iPhone. Now, there's a surprise. Peggle came in at 17. Oh. Yeah, but if you play Peggle, you want to do it on the or on the 360. Mm. I can see I'm actually surprised the that Space Invaders wasn't higher up because Space in, the Space Invaders iPhone game was amazing. Um, was it Space Invaders Infinity Gene? But the thing is, I don't think I made enough money. It's, it's just so weird thinking of the amount of money that was made off of games on a phone. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think EA did the right um, marketing for the Sims game because they were marketing as The Sims 3 on your iPhone. So people were Instead buying it, of like, it's The Sims 3. Yeah, and, and it's it was not. just a, okay, dress up your Sim, and it was a very basic, like not even Sims 1, basic version of The Sims. Okay, that's what I was, because I was slightly confused about them. Like, Sims 3 on the iPhone, how much graphics power does the iPhone actually have? Um, if you've played Real Racing, quite a lot. Hmm. Um, I mean, neither of you have iPhones, do you? No. Nope. Like I, I said, I use my phone to make calls. And- yeah, I mean, Dave, you've got a G1, and you've got a BlackBerry, Andy. Yes. Uh, Real Racing uh, by Firemint, Australian developer. Got to, got to pimp the Australian stuff. <laughs> that has PS1-level graphics, easily. Hmm. And that is a racing game. That That is as... Oh, I mean, that, on, I'm looking on, at the screenshot. In terms of racing games, like that is as good as Gran Turismo 1. I've got a screenshot here. This is looking more like PS2 graphics. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. They've done a brilliant job. Um, I mean, that, although that was a like million dollar project for them, they I mean they made a ton of money yeah. off flight control and then blew it all on real racing, and then they actually made it a lot of it back, if not all of it. I've heard of flight control. This seems like an awful idea for a game, though. <laughs> 
Flight Control is a brilliantly addictive game. That's the thing. I mean, you can you look at it and think, oh, that's that's kind of a weird game, or, or that's kind of a cool game. You you direct planes around, then you actually get your hands on it physically, and you think, holy shit, this is the best game ever. And then you get your own iPhone and you play it constantly. <laughs> In fact, oh. the new the current one of the versions they released just before PAX had multiplayer, where you can actually you have an air like you have two adjacent airfields. Your airfield can accept certain types of traffic. The other airfield can accept all other types. So, like, I can accept light planes and helicopters. My neighbor can accept uh, jets. And what happens is, is I have to direct all of the jets into his screen. And from his screen, he directs all of the helicopters and light aircraft to my screen. So you so you end up with like a bit of a co-op, like you end up having to talk to each other going, oh, you, you direct it on this part of the screen, I'll direct it on this part of the screen so they don't collide and you don't end up losing the game. Right. Well, they have uh, two positions open. How far away is Melbourne? Melbourne's not that far away, but I'm not a coder. Otherwise, I'd probably be all in that. They also have game designer. I, I, I actually to, have uh, a couple of friends moving to Melbourne right now, which I'm kind of pissed off at. One of them living at the house, which I'm currently sitting at. Hmm. Her housemate sitting next to me in in a not particularly happy state. <laughs> I'm drunk. He's he's drunk, but he's not particularly happy that she's having to move to Melbourne. Oh, I saw the dress she was wearing. Oh yes, I did see the dress she was wearing. Oh, maybe we'll uh, send an email off to Fireman see if they're interested in guesting. <laughs> oh, she actually she is a Mac Sysop. That's the job she's applying. Yeah, she, um. That's the thing. Two years younger than me, a Mac nerd. Not just a Mac nerd. She's a Mac sysop. She deals with Mac server constantly. Good That's for her. her. Job. Oh yeah. Wait, what are you telling me? Melbourne isn't that far away. It's on the other side of the freaking continent, which is less than the uh, opposite side of the continent from America. If you were in LA, yes, but it's still a couple hundred miles at least. It it's almost the closest city you can to us. There in three days. <laughs> You can, you can drive. Uh, I learned the hard way. You can drive from friggin' New England to Seattle in three days. Yeah. Well, the- I didn't learn the hard way. VT learned the hard way. <laughs> I, I learned sort of the hard way by driving from Ohio. You're like 75% of the way there. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'd probably call it close to 80, 85. Maybe. Something. I would look it, it up prob- right now, add, but. I'd, I'd probably add 10% just for the difficulty level of coming from Cleveland. <laughs> Because <laughs> it is Cleveland. Yeah. But hey, it's not Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Detroit. Even I know that. Nothing wrong with Detroit at the moment. <laughs> I originally was going to fly into Detroit, but somebody had to be busy with work. Not bad. Shut up. <laughs> so Google Chrome is getting f- extensions yeah. just like Firefox. That's... It's, it's turning into everybody's got extensions now. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Google I, Chrome's almost becoming a a decent browser for the Mac. Yeah, but isn't it based on WebKit, anyways? I believe so. Yeah, but which th- is the that's same the thing, thing Safari's based off of. I mean, well, when I was in uh, America for Pax 08, I was running a Linux-based laptop, and Google Chrome came out at that time. 
The problem was Google Chrome did not come out on Linux or Mac for almost six months. It was a Windows-only product for at least six months. Right. Um, By the way, Melbourne taking a direct route on the highway is 3,400 kilometers, about 2,000 miles. You also have to appreciate that the fact that we've got the straightest piece of road in the southern hemisphere or maybe in the world, I'm not sure, the Nullarbor Plain. So it's basically straight from Perth to Adelaide. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a pretty straight piece of road when you go from one side of North Dakota to the other. Well, yeah, we only wish it was a straight piece of road when you went from one side of Montana to the other. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Yeah, nothing like having like, to drive like said, 300 miles south. 300 miles south in order to go back 300 miles back north in order to go east to west. Yeah, the point I was going to make was uh, with Google Chrome, or at least with Google Wave, um, you can use Google Wave in Windows. Uh, in it's, it's IE9 in Windows... IE8. IE8. Um, but on Windows 7, you actually have to download Google Chrome in order to use Google Wave. Also, Wave is not native to IE8 under Windows 7, but it's fine under XP, uh, under XP or Vista. Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. That's very odd. Or you could just, you know, use Firefox and not worry about it. Like a normal human being. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, it seems AOL, because it's Friday now, is officially back by itself. It is no longer part of Time Warner. Good for them. Oh, it's no longer Time Warner AOL. Nope, not anymore. Nope, Time Warner spun them off. They said, okay, you're done. So basically, AOL are fucked. Yeah, um, in fact, they just laid off like a quarter of their employees. Wow, I'm I'm looking at the my web brother's page entire with the story. I'm looking at the webpage with the story, and Time Warner's uh, stocks they dived big time in yep. February. No, no, that's the the, the, the the image there of the Time Warner stock. On oh, the, is that just December? No, that's or is that the, the decade. That's that's the past ten years since Time Warner merged with AOL. Their stock has wow. gone from somewhere up in the two fifty three hundred range all the way down to sub fifty dollars. Yeah. So that was in 0203, and actually just recently they've taken an even bigger dive, and they they were sitting at early 09, they were sitting at $25 a share. That's not good. No. Nope. I mean, but that's the thing, I mean, AOL, I mean, I was talking with someone, and they do they even exist anymore outside of Time Warner? I mean, there's no AOL, the ISP anymore. No, they still have the dial-up connection. They still, yeah, they still, well, they still have dial-up. And they but, own a ton of shit. Yeah. Uh, they own some social networking sites that are enormous outside of the U.S., especially like, over in the U.K., Oh, they, wow, they own TMZ.com. Um, no, uh, TMZ's oh, going to no, stay that, with, that Time with Time Warner. But oh, they own, AOL owns Engadget. Mm-hmm. They owned Engadget. I thought that was um, what's his face? Um, Gorka. Jason Calacanis. That was Gorka Media. No, that's Gizmodo, isn't it? Yes. No, yeah. Gorka Media is Engadget. Oh no, that's yeah, that's Gizmodo and Lifehacker and a bunch of others. Right. So Engadget. I thought Engadget was part of Gizmodo, or not Gizmodo. Um, no, no, they, Gorka, they but, compete. Oh, that's not good. I'm pretty drunk. No amount of alcohol will make that pretty. <laughs> Who are we looking at? Dare I no ask? Idea. 
we're looking at the, we're looking at the Italian flag style thing on that webpage. Sixteen portraits, the players of tech. tech. There's a green background with a guy, a white background with a guy, and a red background with a not very attractive woman. Mm. Are they seeing the same thing? I don't yeah, know. They, they they should be looking at the same website. This is off them. Oh yeah. Oh, I I see. Oh, oh that's, that, that's that's oh. Gina Bianchini. Bianchini. She's let's just say Bian- Bianchini. Um. Uh, the Ning CEO. Why does Ning sound familiar? Ning is a social web, web uh, website. Um, you may know them from packsingles.ning.com. Mm. Oh, Bry um, had Akalon a Ning site for a while, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It, basically, it's a social net uh, a social networking site where you create your own social networks. Um, so, like Akalon created the Pack Singles um, social networking site. I, at one stage, had the uh, Perth Twitter Underground Brigade social networking site, but then we discovered that Twitter was much more useful for that. So, um, That's her PR shot. Yeah, that, that's her PR shot, and it's not very oh, attractive. I need to keep drinking. Yeah, we, we're drunk, and we think she's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the amount of jacks we've gone through. That's not including the beer we've had. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was about to just start drinking Jack Daniels straight to try and make improve this picture, but I don't think that would help. She's probably a lovely lady. Oh, these these are the worst public relations shots ever. I know every single one of these is bad. I, I, That's not bad. John John Donahoe, CEO of eBay, decent shot. <laughs> James next to him though. Oh my, what is that? Josh, Star- staring off Jesus into the Christ, distance the, to the side with the crazy hair. That is that is a douchebag shot. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, Peter Parker Harris. I, I I have no problem with that. But the pose is ridiculous. The pose is ridiculous, but it's a decent shot. Oh God, that is the worst shot ever. <laughs> Bill Gross, CEO of Idea Lab, has the um. The Wiggles finger guns. The, it's not the Wiggles finger guns. The Office. I, Ricky Gervais' character. Check, check out uh, Reed Hoffman. There's literally, he's sitting at the end of what looks like a really beat up table with his hand on he's his chin. And this is, I, why, why is there a table in the shot? That makes no sense. Oh, well, Ben Silverman is still at that table. Surely Fortune Magazine. Oh, wow. That, yeah, Reid Hoffman, that, that's a bad shot. <laughs> Obviously trying to hide the larger portion of his body. Yeah, unfortunately they're failing rather, <laughs> uh, unless they have it up to his chin. They won't do much for the, for that man. But seriously, every one of those photos is the worst. I mean, surely Fortune magazine could afford a decent photographer. I, I, Come on. I don't know. This the, I mean, my friend Ants, who was here when we started recording, he's a professional gig photographer. He was at Fleetwood Mac earlier tonight taking photos, and he took some really amazing shots. And... These shots he could he could outdo in a second. Yeah, unfortunately, that happens a lot. It's because all it takes to be a photographer is a camera, so they go for who's cheap. And Especially with sites like Flickr these days, where everyone's a photographer. Yep. It's kind of funny because I remember reading an article, I don't remember when or where, but I remember reading an article talking about how um, everybody's got all these cameras that can do 1080p and all this other high-definition stuff. But most of the videos, yes, they look good, but they're still crap because the content on the videos is crap or the picture is Mm. crap. Like, yes, you can get 
pretty nice, high-quality, high-definition stuff, but you also have to have some idea of what, you, what you're doing. It seems yeah, high-def can still look... For video, that's true. For photography, if you know what you're doing, you're going to get good shots. If you don't know what you're doing, you can get lucky and get good shots. Yeah, I mean, these days, I mean, even uh, I've heard of entire films being filmed on a Canon 5D Mark II. Mm-hmm. Purely because it can do 1080p film uh, video at 30 frames a second. Um, the um, I mean, you get uh, what is it? The Red camera is it, mm-hmm. which does uh, 1080p video on a uh, with a um, photography lens with any Canon lens, and it looks amazing. Yeah, I forgot what, what there was a movie recently that was shot on Red. I don't remember what I've it was. Got se- I've got several movies that are shot on red, which probably can't be revealed to the audience. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we should uh, hit the random topic so we can wrap this up. All right. I rolled ahead of time, and I rolled a one. Critical fail. No. <laughs> um, but the random topic we number... We take 900 damage. <laughs> Something like that. Well, you, you have to roll on the, the crit chart to see where and what happens. Did, didn't um, Will Wheaton roll a critical fail when his character in the Penny Arcade D&D game? We are going to spoil that for people. I, I haven't finished up the third season of the Penny Arcade games. It's good. i got to say it's good. Okay. I just started that one, so don't, don't spoil all of it yet. Acquisitions the- Inc. at work. <laughs> the the topic is your views on marriage. I I'm married. I have friends who are married. Yes, because Dave, I'm married. Yes. So is Brian Beth. Yes. Um, I I'm not entirely sure what to say for a view on marriage. Are they asking like views on on marriage as a bond between a man and a woman? Uh, the random topic was your views on marriage. I I find it quite enjoyable. Lots of sharing and caring. I'd, I'd probably find it quite enjoyable if there was a woman who'd put up with me for, for more than five minutes. <laughs> oh. oh. Or Kaza. I Gentlemen, I am the single guy. I have I am the pure definition of the single guy. I haven't had a girlfriend for almost five years now. In fact, four or five years now. Ouch. Lab Mouse is saying, or Ian saying six and a half. Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, even when I was with the girl, uh, the last serious relationship I was in, we did not have particularly high views of marriage. Um, we recognized the sanctity of marriage and things like that. Um, but the definition, uh, or Ian saying that marriage is for children. <laughs> Marriages for children? <laughs> I'd procreate. Oh. Oh. Marriages to procreate and have children. Okay. Um, which, I mean, to be honest, me and my, I, that's probably a view I shared with my ex-girlfriend. Uh, we, didn't, we weren't particularly interested in having children. Um, in fact, one of my friends, her parents got married purely because at, in primary school, she was um, picked on by her s- schoolmates because her parents were married. So her parents got married purely because to shut up the other kids at school. Wow. Yeah. It's, I mean, her parents didn't want to get married. I mean, they've both of her parents have ex-wives and ex-husbands. 
So, I mean, they weren't, they were quite happily being just a partnership, but they got, they purely got married to say, we are husband and wife. So her, their daughter would not get picked on in school for not having married parents. Um, my particular view is I don't really have an interest in getting married. Um, me and my ex, we're actually, if we were to get married, we would elope um, and probably get married by Elvis in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have because... to say, I've been to a, a couple weddings in the last year and I've watched them progress and it just seems to be such a pain in the ass. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's weddings are built to make you crazy. I wasn't crazy that much over. Well, no, there was crazy bits during the wedding. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but what and it's your not just during saying, the wedding. But yeah, it's leading up to the wedding. Leading yeah, up to leading the wedding, there the were wedding, also crazy could you, times. Could you say your wife was sane leading up to the wedding? <laughs> His Kate, wife was Kate, probably were you, more were sane. You than sane leading up to the. Hold on. I actually, I'm, Kate's here. So let me. Kate, were you were you sane leading up to the wedding? Yes, she said pretty much. But then again, I mean, you, you and your wife are both pretty level-headed. So, I mean, you wouldn't not not much would phase you two. Yeah, not not much does phase either one of us. Uh, my sister got married last year. Uh, have you ever watched that show, Bridezillas? I have not. I've actually managed to avoid this show. Well, we, I I'm, I've never watched the show, but I think I've been in one. <laughs> we we actually watched Bridezillas. I um, couldn't really stand the show like it there's something about me and conflict that starts to irk me makes me want to run think, and hide but i think that show just brings out the worst of the worst but um kate enjoyed watching it because it showed how um uncrazy she is yeah uh this just in quite literally uh osmosis you guys remember or osmos not osmosis osmos for osmos for, yeah yep. uh was just released on mac it's on mac now it's on Mac as of 26 Some minutes of ago. I just bought it on Steam. <laughs> as part of the Black you? Friday sales. Well, now you could have bought it for a Mac. During Black Friday, they had it for $2.50. Really? Nice. Yeah, oh, it was man. on Steam for $2.50. Steam had the most excellent sale where they had five days of sales. So I like, wish I had known Thursday, that. From the Thursday to the Monday or Tuesday, might have been even from the Wednesday, they had sales. I bought the LucasArts pack. $50 US. It came with all of the Dark Forces series. So all of the Jedi Knight series as well. Secret of Monkey Island. Day of the Tentacle. I think it was Day of the Tentacle. No, Loom. Um, all of the Starfighter series. Um, pretty much, yeah, every Star, Star Wars game and LucasArts Adventure game that is available on Steam right now was $50. Damn. In one oh, well, plus Art of the Old Republic which I did get for free at PAX anyway. <laughs> so I think that means I have one copy of Knights of the Old Republic to give to someone. Ooh. And all of a sudden, Ian's looking at me very intense. Andy's making coughing noises. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually see, because I don't know if that allow, gives me a gift copy or what. So I'll, I'll check it out. If, if I do, Andy, it's all yours. Woo! And Ian's just left me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. I, I think we're done. Kaza, before we go, anything you want to plug? Um, I mean, you can listen to me and my friend Noodles and Sumgen. Unfortunately, Grum has left Leapbix, so um, oh. but you, can find, you can find us at leapbix.net. Um, we will soon have a studio of our own. Um, ooh. 
are, are you going to update your website uh, sometime in the past two yeah, well, months? The, well, we actually do have an episode out, um, like probably yesterday or today. Oh, time to update iTunes. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it all depends on whether Noodles wrote the show notes or not. But I may write the show notes during the course of tomorrow. So that will be out in the next 24 hours. Um, otherwise, yes, leapmix.net, which is my podcast with my friends from Perth. So chock oh. full of Australian accents. Except for some gen who's actually British. But you don't, don't really find much British in him. It's basically us just talking crap. We, we, ha- we have no point... Um, I've had probably had more point in this entire podcast than I have in any Leapix episode. You blame Grum for that. No, Grum always has a point. Hey yo, and good night. night. <laughs>